This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Gentlemen, oh, I don't know what we're going to talk about to do with Dundee United. It's been a bit of a quiet week, isn't it, really? Uh, nah. You know, nothing much happening? Okay, right. Youth team doing all right? All right. Right, straight into it. They've got a, they've got a new manager, and it's not the one we, we all expected at the start of the week, uh, who probably wasn't the one we expected before that. But anyway, it's not Craig Levine. It's Jim Goodwin. Here's where I'm at with it. I thought Craig Levine was the best possible scenario in terms of what they could get and who would be out there. And as much as I was deeply unimpressed by the job he did at Aberdeen, and also I thought he was over-promoted in getting the job in the first place, I kind of think that Jim Goodwin is maybe the next best that they could get in the circumstances that they're in, which is basically not being able to afford a lot of money to get somebody out of a job. Once you would probably want to get out of another club, aren't going to take it. So here we are, Jim Goodwin, Jim, discuss. Um, well, I always expect the unexpected in football, Eric. The three of us have been around the block long enough to know that. So, yeah, th- th- there's an element here, I think, you know, the, the Levine thing, John Hughes was mentioned as well. You kind of wonder how much fishing United did here, you know, thrown, you know, things would be thrown out to the public to keep punters excited and happy. I mean, the thought of Levine certainly stirred the passions of a great many United fans. And contact you know, was made um, with Levine, wasn't it? Let's yeah, yeah, con- contact. That, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the nature of things. They would have contacted him, they would have contacted Yogi, um, they, would have, they would have talked about, you know, what was on offer. I mean, and, and one of the things I would imagine that, that both Levine and the likes of John Hughes or, you know, those kind of characters would have in, would have insisted on was pretty much full control. Um, I, I'm pretty certain they wouldn't have taken it for three months uh, without either a guarantee that if they kept him up, they were getting then a two-year deal or something like that, um, you know. And I think that there's a, I'll tell you, there's another important issue as well. I think in things like this, when you go to certain managers, I think managers expect to be the highest paid on the staff. I think sometimes, you know, what I mean, because it's a lot of older older school managers want the, the the best rate for the job, so that you've not got somebody earning more than them on the playing staff. If that's you know, the case, that, at Tanner, that kind of the manager yeah, will be on a good. Well, the manager will be on a big screw. To, <laughs> if that's, I suspect that's not the case at the minute. But the thing is, anyhow, you know, irrespective of how all that happened, contact made, things discussed, and all that. It's pretty obvious that you know that the the individuals we mentioned um, didn't fancy it. Um, so Jim Goodwin is in, and and he's now got um, a very big uh, job on his hands because he's got what twelve games left to to save the season, and they're four points adrift, albeit with a game in hand over Kilmarnock. But he, he's an experienced campaigner. Um, whether or not he can lift that dressing room, I mean, you think of some of the issues that he's going to face. He's going to come into a dressing room where, you know, you've got well, a combination of players who seem to have switched off, combination of players who maybe some are, are on loan or have decided, well, you know, I'm not going to be here next season. There might be others that, that think I'm going to be here next season. Um, you know, uh, uh, can he can he get can he lift them? Can he galvanise them? Can he motivate them to um, to to stay up? I mean, I I, I had a chat yesterday morning. Way um, Mark Ogren and um, to be honest, I was surprised he took the call because he's usually. Oh, did you pretty, know? Pretty, oh, ah, yeah, this, now we're getting a, exclusive he, on he, the he, podcast. This is he's what he's we a, want. Ah, he's eh? a pretty, he's a pretty private individual, as we all know, you know. But he, he took the call on, I think, the second or third ring. Uh, a good chat. I mean, I tell you what, yeah, he's, he's very, he's really hurt. He's really hurt. I think about how the fans. 
um, have had a go and turned on him. I mean, that, that was the one thing that, that, that came through. I mean, he's a, he's a lovely guy. He's a very nice guy. <laughs> he reads the column every week, you know, which is very kind of him out there in the States. But he was really, you know, he was making the point to me that, you know, he says that the bulk of our fan base are great. He says, but there's a small vocal minority who are kind of really, have really been hard. And I think he's taken bad with that because his, his thing about years so far, you know, he comes over, he goes out for a pint with people and, and you know, he's slapping the back and they're saying you're doing a great job. And he has been doing a fine job until now. It's all gone well until this season. I mean, it was steady as you go, good progress. He's, he kind of knock him for the money he's put in the club. He's put, you know, 15 million quid in the club, you know. So, and I think all of a sudden it's kind of gone sour. He, he was un- non-committal as to whether he was in for the long haul or or not. I think that that will, that will you know, that will come through. He, you know, he, he wouldn't, he, you know, he, he would neither year or nay uh, me in terms of kind of had he had, you know, people interested in, in, in buying the club and all the rest of it. But it was, a, it was an intriguing conversation, but that was the one thing what I What vibe did you get, it. Jim? What vibe? Without, without, I, I got, without doing I got, an, an Isabel Oak the, shot yeah. with... Uh, with <laughs> I, I, I got the vibe. The, the WhatsApp messages. <laughs> I got the vibe of a man that, that that probably thinks his time's done. You mean I did say to him, I'd, I'd, I'd see him the next time. He, 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 you know that he came across and he said that that would be good, and he thanked me for the call. But my my suspicion is that he, he's a guy who maybe has just had enough of, of of all the shenanigans that have gone on. You know, but of course, Eric, it's easy to say that. I mean, I I remember at the time when Stephen Thompson was 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 trying to. I mean, you know what? I mean, without telling tales at school or a chart with Tony Asgard last night. As well, and he made the, he made the point to me that it's been a busy man, Sean. I had a busy day. I'm not telling you the manager. I'm just off the phone to either who might have been in me a shout. But you know, it's, I mean, it was just it was. It, I have you know, a guess. I, I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I can guess as well. <laughs> well. My lips are sealed, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I, I think you know. Last time round, you know, you got. I mean, the, the phrase that kind of, you know, that I often wondered when I did that wee spell of consultancy with Thompson that should, you know, should go on my tombstone. There's boys out there. There's boys. There's always boys out there interested in buying the club. Well, ask Jeff Brown about it. You know, there's plenty of tire kickers out there. There's plenty of people that want their name in the papers. We kind of going. Oh, I'm interested in buying Dundee United, but actually putting the money up and getting in, and then the realities are running a club with the expense that it costs to run a premier a Premiership club in Scotland. That becomes a different thing. So I just got the impression. I got the impression with Mark that he was tired. That was the main impression I got. He, he was just. He was tired. What about you know, what about with Tony? What about with uh, Tony? Well, uh, t- Tony? Tony has without, without um, taking you into deep waters. Tony has stepped away from 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 the action. You know, he's he's stepped away from the action. Um, he's left the building. No, <laughs> whether he's left the action, you know. You know, I mean, Eric. You know what I'm like. I'm, I I am I am not a cynic. I'm just a skeptic in life, you know. <laughs> so I'm I'm just a skeptic in life, you know. I think um, that you know it's. Uh, I mean, in the fullness of time, you know, when we, I mean, I think the end of the season will be the time that we'll really figure out what's really, really going on, you know. Um, I, I, that's what it's all that, geared That's what it's all geared it? to, you know. I mean, whether, you know, whether the people who are there at the moment, you know, uh, uh, remain in post, whether Mark Ogren sells, I mean, I think you can, you can bet your bottom dollar if Mark Ogren sells up, there'll be wholesale changes at Tannadice. But if he doesn't, you know, if he gets a second wind, if he sits down, if, if, if Jim Goodwin comes in and, and can turn it round, if they get three or four, you know, great results results um, 
all of a sudden things will maybe look a lot brighter. And it is, you know, I, I hate that term, a vocal minority, um, but it is a vocal minority making the sounds from the stands. But there's no doubt that United fans are very, very unhappy. I mean, I got I got a text last night from a guy who's pretty well known in the city saying, 46 years of, of support of the club since I was kind of like 10 year old, um, I'm boycotting the game on Saturday. I'm not going, I've, I've just had enough. I can't take any more of this. And, and you know, most passionate football fans, that's what they're like. That's how deeply it gets them, you know, um, whether it's United, Saints, Dundee, whatever. That's how deeply it gets them. They're very, very angry and hurt at what's happening at the moment. And you've got to be very, very careful. I mean, United, this is their best season ever in terms of season books. I think it's something like 6,000 season books, which is a phenomenal achievement. So you've got to keep that support base on board. You know, a lot of hard work. I mean, you know, you can overdo it about, you know, Dundee's a working class city. But it is. There's a lot of people in Dundee, a lot of United fans who put their money out, who, you know... It, it, it could go elsewhere usefully, particularly in a time when inflation's running at about 20%, you know. Uh, but they don't. They back their club and they back them home and away. Particularly a lot of the young guys, they back their club home and away. And I hate to say that kind of, they deserve better. But they do deserve every effort that the club can make to, you know, to represent them and their passion on the park properly. And, and uh, you know, there's no doubt they've not been getting it, you know. So if Jim Goodwin can lift that, wow, what a job we'll have done. But it's, it's going to be a big task. Well, Sean... I really hope you can start dropping a couple of names. What have you been doing as your home? Who have I been, right? who have I been who on the phone? Not, yeah. your, not your pal again. We'll mention him for a wee while. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Be, <laughs> what was he was, saying? Was he, a, was he a Dundee fan or a Dundee Knight fan? I can't remember, you know. <laughs> right, no, there's, there's, there's one of each. <laughs> right, good, 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 good. Okay, I mean, that's all. Uh, that is quite that's fascinating stuff from, from Jim. And I think we can... It's a good teaser for his column, let's just say it. If, if that's <laughs> not the, uh, the cornerstone of it on uh, on Friday, I don't know. I'm not judging it right, but no. So I think we were probably all got that impression. that. But we did talk about it, didn't we? We talked about it before the St. Johnston game, that this was Mark Ogram was going to see Dundee United in the raw if, if, if it didn't go the way, if Legends Day didn't pan out the way they all hoped it would. And it is... Everything has happened, and I think I think probably we've are we shocked? We're probably not shocked now. We're kind of a wee bit past it all, but the pace of it all was a bit shocking, wasn't it, Sean? To go from a manager sacked to a sporting director on his way to the talk about a potential new owners, you know, the early early shoots of that, and from it to go from Craig, Craig Levine to Jim Goodwin, and now he's going to be playing his. He's going to take the team against his old club Aberdeen. It is. I mean, it's been a it's been a whirlwind, hasn't it? Manic, yeah, it, it has been manic. I can, and just listening to you, kind of sum it up there, I'm kind of a flight of fancy, if you like. But I'm just wondering how much of that the sort of manic nature of the last sort of the mood in the last few weeks is to do with the fact that the the, the owner has been in the states. You know, he's, he's he's a guy from America, so he's not here very frequently. Um, and obviously, this this particular visit coincided with this. Uh, I, I mean, several sort of things. There was that Legends Day that they had planned and everything, but also a, a real downturn in form. You know, real, real struggle. But he kissed the, the runway when he got back issues. to America. <laughs> Absolutely, but I, I, I think that the. the uh, it, the, the fact that it got so quick, it was, it was whipped up so quickly. I, I just wonder whether, I mean, a lot of that's to do with the fact that he, he happened to be in the country. And I think people, I wonder if supporters felt this sort of urgency, like, he's here. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, have, we have to make this, we have get, to make this very bed. clear now. Get, get the spray paint on here, the bed you know? sheets, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there certainly was, there was a mania to it. Uh, and it did it did run away with itself as, as a, a turn of events, you know. Um 
And yeah, uh, I mean, Jim obviously has spoken to Mark Ogden. I haven't. I, I don't have that uh, behind me uh, in terms of what I'm offering and, and opinions. But I, you need I, to go I, to the same church. The, uh, yeah, I know. That's it. Yeah, I'm going to convert you. Going to rip up my Sunday mornings and start them again. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I I wonder. I mean, Jim, you can tell me if I'm wildly off off course here, but I I I get the impression with with Mark Ogden, as you say, it seems to be like the the way that obviously Liam Fox is gone, Tony Asker is gone. There's a new manager in, but only till the end of the season, and it, it just it, it looks to me like right. Well, this is this is a new end point, if you like, and we're going to what at the very 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 least we're going to reassess the situation at the end of the season, and. You know, who knows? It, it could already be further on in his own head than that. It could be like, well, we'll, we'll get to the end of the season, and then this is this club is a, is for sale. It's a going concern, and, and if anyone wants to come and take it off me, they're, they're more than welcome to. But the, the idea of Goodwin obviously is to make sure that that club is for sale as a Premier League club. That's right. Rather I, than I think, yeah, I, I think that's that, that, that kind of hits the nail on the head, Sean. I mean, I think very much now it's a case of kind of um, how just exactly how much Mark Ogren is prepared to kind of you know, whether he's prepared to see this out long term or whether it's a holding operation at the moment, you know, and um, uh, and as I say, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's all very well talking about consortiums and I'm sure you can always put, you know, uh, um, bids together and all the rest. I mean, remember remember as well, you know, at the moment, there potentially there are a couple of Scottish clubs for sale. Hibs, I think, will be up for sale shortly. That's that's just the impression I get with, with, with you know, this very sad passing of Ron Gordon, you know, United, um, you know, I think clubs are always up for sale if somebody can put a ridiculous offer together. I mean, I think if someone was coming in and saying to Mark Ogden tomorrow, here, you know, double your money, here you are, what have you spent? 50 million, there's 30. But that's not going to happen at United, we know that. Um, but if, I mean, he, he sounded, you know, you're kind of playing amateur psychologist here, but he sounded yesterday to me, he's a very polite uh, bloke and he's, he's, a, he's a lovely man, you know, but I don't think, you know, I mean, I don't think he, he he's, he's not a village idiot, you know, I mean, he, he, you don't kind of, you know, um, uh, put the kind of money he's he's put into the club without, without thinking deeply about it, although it can very quickly run away from you. I mean, all the tales about United, you know, that, you know, that, it was big Tony that ran the show and the spending went well. But I mean, he's still the owner in the States. You know, I mean, he, he couldn't have been blind to to the money he was investing in the club. But I mean, I think suddenly he'll have looked and, and, and it's gone pear-shaped. You know, it's gone from steady progress through the ranks, young kids coming through, selling them on, albeit not for great prices. You know, um, I mean, the, the the big kickback that they're getting for uh, Harry Souter one, that was, that's thanks to Stephen Thompson. That's no great kind of great shakes from anybody at Tannadice at the moment. But, you know, so he's been putting money in and in, in, and and really, he's been getting very little back out. So you know, I, I think now, um, you know, obviously Tony stepped away to, um, to to take the pressure off. The immediate pressure is off, and fans have thought oh, that's great. We've got rid of Fox, we've got rid of Asgard. Um, you know, we we start again. Uh, but it's quite clear this morning that many of them are not overly chuffed, uh, to put it that way, but Jim Goodwin. But the realities are, you know, I mean, it, this was always going to be a very, very difficult task to get someone who fitted what United wanted at the moment. There, were, there was no way they were going to go for a young coach again at this stage, a, a young, untried coach. Couldn't. So you need somebody to come in with, with experience. With, now, we know that Jim had a, you know, had a, a miserable time at Aberdeen and all the rest of it, but his track record at St. Martin was decent. Um, but the key thing is he's got a bit of managerial experience about him, a bit of kind of gravitas, if you want. So, you know, it was always going to need a figure like that, like him or a Levine or a, a, a John Hughes or th- th- those kind of figures who, you know, had been about the game, who could come in and, and lend some gravitas to to the situation and try and fire people up. So, um, 
you know, I, I think you've also got to think, a point that was made last night, and it's a good one, is, is, you know, the sort of stuff that's been going on around the club, does the, the, the vitriol of you want, that, that, that's got an effect on, you know, potential signings down the line, whether young players want to stay, you know, and potential investors. Because I mean, you used to say this at a time when Thompson was trying to sell the club, and, and, and bear in mind, Thompson didn't sell to locals. People look, I know that people have looked at the club and thought, whoa, look at, the, look at the grief that you get by owning the club, by owning a Dundee United or something. I mean, even, you know, even Jim McLean yeah, got Yeah, toxic club's not a good look, even though, even though these things, you know, you can, you can, you can say, you can see how, how the snowball starts rolling, but, you know, you're, you're right, Jim. You're right. Uh, it's, uh, so, I mean, I think for the moment, I mean, all United fans can do at the moment, and, and I think the more savvy ones are saying, look, Jim Goodwin isn't necessarily the man we wanted, um, but we've got to get behind him. You know, uh, we've got to get behind him to try and give him and the team a lift. Uh, and, and, and I mean, you couldn't ask for a tougher one against Aberdeen. I mean, it's the that along with probably oh, Saints these days. Win that. I mean, come on, you know? we all know we all know that Scottish how Scottish football yeah, works, Sean. Yeah, you can you can three or four nil. You can put your you can put your mortgage on United on on Saturday. That's just how it works, isn't it? <laughs> surely. <laughs> I mean, it's I'll be beauty, keeping my mortgage free beauty. from that. <laughs> I mean, the thing, where, where, where are you on, on, on Goodwin, Sean? Because, I mean, Mike, like I say, I, I, I liked him at St. Martin. I did think, I did think he was over-promoted because he hadn't even, as it's been often said, he, he hadn't even got a top six with St. Martin. It was, it was a, it was a the perfect example of the music stopping at a certain point Dave Cormack looks at a table. Oh, he's had, he's just had a few wins, you know. He, he was literally the flavour of that month or week, and he, he got the job. Which there's nothing against him, you know. It's if it if it happened to if it happened at any point in the double winning year that that Callum Davidson had had, you know, they'd have been after him. Absolutely, no doubt about it. And he would have had he would have had a lot more behind him, you know. And you could you could you know that's just how football works. We all know that, uh, but. So he, this isn't a this isn't a, a manager who has. I, th- I think he's an up. I'll be brutally honest. I think he's an upgrade on on Liam Fox. I'm not sure he's an upgrade on, on Jack Ross, but who you know that's not this that's not the situation we're in. I think I thought there was an intriguing piece I read. I can't remember who who wrote it, but it was a it was basically who's got most to lose and that sort of type theme. And when you think about it. I don't think Goodwin has got a lot to you, to lose because I mean his his reputation. Everything, everybody just remembers Darvel at the moment and the shambles that Aberdeen were at the end. So is taking United down? And let's face it, most people now expect for all the reasons that we talked about. They've got United have got a bit of a, United have got that crisis club vibe again. So is is Goodwin going to get the 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 lion's share of the blame if United go down. I don't think he will. I don't think it. I don't think it will take his reputation down any further in the eyes of a lot of people as to where it was with what happened to Aberdeen and Darvel and all that. But if he does happen to turn it round, then he's done himself a seriously good turn because you know all of a sudden folk look at Aberdeen and think they're the they're they're the ones that ruined him rather than the other way around. So I, I can I can absolutely have you been, have see you been on the fo- have you been on the phone to Jim Goodwin? <laughs> oh, but I could just I, could, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even going to be dealing with him. But no, <laughs> I can see I can certainly see why he's taken it. And I do I do think that you know that United. I don't think they were to be perfectly honest with you. Levine would have been a bit better probably. But after that, they're not going to do any better, are they? 
No, under the circumstances, I mean, it's, it's I, I, I don't, I couldn't possibly quibble with the appointment of Jim Goodwin if I were a United fan at the moment. I mean, what do you expect? Uh, you're, you're really, I mean, frankly, pardon my French, but you're in the shit, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> yeah, and it's um, you know, uh, time's marching on. There's really not a lot left to play with. Um, and apparently it would seem that we're only talking in terms of when you're speaking to potential managers, you're only talking in terms of a deal at the end of the season and nothing thereafter. Which is right. So, he does, uh, Ogren does have to take a deep breath. I think, I think that's quite, I think it's right. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. You, yeah. But it also has an impact on, on, on who you can negotiate with because there'll be an awful lot of people who go, Oh, well, forget about that then. No, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. And evidently that, that appears to have been partially the case with Craig Levine, obviously. What, this is just to the end of the season and then it's 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 a clean break and there's nothing in it for me. No, not interested in that. Yeah, so, you yeah, have uh, to put your rep on the line, you know. Yeah, and, and Jim Goodwin, as, you, as you've sort of laid out there, is in a, is in a, a, a unique situation uh, at the moment, having just a few weeks ago been sacked by Aberdeen um, in, in pretty difficult circumstances. So he, he finds himself in a... A pretty unique position whereby he 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 obviously feels this is a, an opportunity for him that, that is perfect because, as you say, uh, th- th- I mean there's nothing there's nothing beyond the end of it. But all it is for him is if if he manages to turn this round and, and get done the United safe and then you know shake hands, walk away. That's the end of it. He's done his reputation a hell of a, a hell of a world of good by doing that. Um, and and as you say, if it does go down, if you you just have to look at the the difficulties that two previous managers have, have faced at Dundee United, and then look at the circumstances under, under which he's he's taking the job, and you know that that gives him some sort of well, if he doesn't manage to turn it around, people will go, well, that was a hell of a difficult position he found himself in, you know. So uh, it's 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 uh, almost almost bespoke. <laughs> Jim Goodwin situation at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 made for him this this situation, uh, because really, I mean, who else? Who else is there that would take that job now? You you cannot get another inexperienced young manager in this circumstance. You can't. It would be it would be a dereliction of of duty. You need to get someone who knows what they're doing, and that's that's why they've gone and found themselves Jim Goodwin, who is in this unique position where Dundee United seems to fit for him, and he seems to fit for Dundee United. So. It, it, it makes perfect sense as an appointment. And I, I think f- for those United fans who are looking on and thinking, I'm a bit uncomfortable with this, I don't like it. I, I think what Jim says before is absolutely spot on. Given the circumstance, you don't really have a choice. You've just got to back the club now. That's it. This is the last decision, the last roll of the dice. That's it. Between now and the end of the season, it's all about avoiding relegation. And Jim Goodwin is going to be the man that I, does I, it. So <laughs> you, you get behind Sean, him. the thing is, at least this time it's worked out for him. I mean, one of the last times I spoke to Jim on the phone, he phoned me up to say, what's happening? Half an hour ago, he said, half an hour ago I had the job oh, at Dundee. Dundee now, yeah. now, now I've not got it, oh, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and James, James McPake had been appointed. You know, it was a bizarre conversation. So at least this time he, he's, he's got the gig. But I think you're right. I mean, he's, you know, United fans are in, you know, you, you back the club, they're in a mess at the minute. They're, they're fighting for their their premiership lives. Um, if he can get them out of this hole, um, then I, I don't know what he's negotiated. Whether he's negotiated a deal, I think it's only for the the, the remainder of the season. But he'll, be, he'll then be in a strong position either with United or to um, uh, you know to, to secure his future elsewhere. Otherwise, he ain't in, ain't in that strong a position. But Sean, that's right. Fo- football wise, that's that's the uh, that's the positives about getting Jim Goodwin. Football wise, what would give me the fear is that. Uh, it's Aberdeen team now. You can say this. 
he's not getting to sign anybody, so that's that's maybe a good start because there wasn't many of the Aberdeen ones were hit that, uh, last season. But the the reason the Aber- Aberdeen at the back were atrocious, and they looked they didn't look a they didn't look a well coached defensive unit to me, uh, or certainly increasingly so as as the season progressed. Look what he's got to work with in terms of centre halves, and that is just the that's the that's the bit that I mean it's the bit that you you would probably come back to with any manager that took the job, but it's it's there you know and it's just it's it's staring him in the face, isn't it? All those goals at Dingwall and and the ones against St Johnson are just you know they're there and plenty of others besides. So he is going to have to. <laughs> He's going to have to show himself, him and his staff are going to have to show themselves up to be very, very, very good strategic and individual player coaches, aren't they, to sort this out? Well, I mean, yeah, but uh, I mean, it's it, when you're, you're, you're dealing with people who are at, at United at centre-half, it was like Ryan Edwards, but like Charlie McGrew, he's like wildly, wildly experienced and has been, has played at a, a high level for, for a lot of his career. You know, and it's come back up the road, and this is supposed to be a sort of late career swan song, and and what have you, whatever it leads into, who knows? But it really is not; it, it has not gone like that this season. This is this has been really, really poor, and it's a it's, it's about now where a, a guy who's looking at the end of his career, you know, he's he's thinking about what's going to happen next in his career. He is going to have to dig deep within himself as well and and it's gonna it's got to be about pride for him as well because i think it's i think he's huge a huge figure at dundee united i think he's massive i I don't think you can have the career that he's had and come back to a place like dundee united to finish off uh, it came came across in the way younger players all around you in the wake of the jack ross yeah it came across didn't it yeah about how Exactly. So I think I think a lot of this is on him. So I think Jim Goodwin's going to have to sit down with him and have a have a discussion about this. But, uh, and you know, uh, they need Charlie Mulgrew to to dig in and, and give everything he's got for the rest of this this season. And if he, and if he can't, then he needs to drop him. And and that is that's something that is probably was probably unthinkable to to previous managers. Um, given their respective differences and experience and where they've been in their careers and what have you. Not all of them. Some of them, Jack Ross wouldn't have, wouldn't have balked, I'm sure. But, you know, like say, like say Tam Coates and, and, and Liam Fox may have found that a bit more difficult. I'm sure they would they would call me an idiot for even suggesting that they would find it difficult. But, you know, um, but I'm sure there would be a bit of it. Now, I I think Charlie Mulgrew is massive at this point. Now. So he, he either needs to be 100% on board with this manager, with Jim Goodwin, and being his on on the on the fit, on the pitch lieutenant, if you like, or Jim Goodwin's going to need to drop him. So uh, uh, there's there's definitely drama still to come this season, and, and I think drama will be at the centre of it. Um, that th- that that to me is the key relationship. Yeah, and no. that between the squad and that manager there. So I I think this is going to be absolutely massive. And and uh, yes, Aberdeen, you couldn't make it up. That's the first game. Uh, for Jim Goodwin, so but we, we will see. Looking at that backline, if, if Charlie Mulgrew's in there, that what you will expect to see, what fans will expect to see, and what they will be entitled to expect to see, is a Charlie Mulgrew who is completely committed and given it absolutely everything he's got. Probably with uh, so that's, no, I, I that's agree what with we everything. Need to see. Probably with 
Ryan Edwards is a close second, you know, and it just yeah, to, absolutely. Yeah, he's got. I think he's got to go a back three, hasn't he, Jim? It's the only way. Well, that's the only way talking, for United yeah. to to line up, isn't it? Really, yeah, is. Well, young Ross Graham coming in would would be the back three, wouldn't it? Giving them a, a a wee bit of kind of youth and and legs and all the rest. I mean, I I, I don't think that you know that, that senior pros can't be lifted either. I mean, I I, I don't think for a minute. Look, you'll always get one player, or maybe a couple of players in a squad that kind of. I don't mean down tools, but the, you know the, the appetite's gone either momentarily or, or, or at the club or whatever. But the fact, you know, the, the, the notion that the vast bulk of players are happy to sit back and lose every week or <clears throat> or be relegated, I think, is really fanciful. You know, players have their pride; they've got professional pride. The have their personal pride. The last thing they want to be to do is be associated with that. So, you know, if, if a new manager can come in and lift them, and you're being, you know, I mean, he's, he, you know, I was looking at his record at Aberdeen. He's See, the thing when you say about professional professional pride, Jim, and I absolutely agree with you. That is the case. But you look at uh, like Dundee United this season. There have been a couple of hide-ins that they've taken that have called that into question. Yeah, no, I, I, Sean, I agree with that. I mean, that's, that's where I think the personal pride comes in. I'm saying professional, personal. The two, the two, basically, the two should be synonymous. You know, it's, it's kind of like us doing a job. You want to get facts right. You don't want to kind of do a half-hour's job, you know, if I can slip that one in as well, you know. I mean, you, you want to do the job right. You want to get your facts right and all the rest. And similarly, as a player or a manager, you want to be absolutely on the button. So the professional and the personal, they're basically interlinked. And you're right. I mean, the hammering they took, um, you know, you know, the, the hiding they took from Alkmaar, the hiding they took from Celtic, you know, those those were an abomination. You know the problem for Jim Goodwin's oversaw some of that as well. The six 0 game against Hibs for Aberdeen was the one that saw him um, at the door. The defeat against Darvill. You know every squad has that in them to lose. You know to to, to, to lose games and to lose them badly or to lose to much lower well, even, position. Even the Ross County one, Jim. Yeah, yeah, well that's right. The four 0 I mean, In some respects, that was actually worse because against Celtic and you know and in Europe, you're looking at teams that you know are. A cut above you, you know. Ultimately, they, they've got you know they're quicker, they're smarter, they're just better players. But realistically, Ross County were doing their scrap with United in the relegation zone as well, and to take four, um, albeit on their patch, was 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 just too hard to take for for United fans, you know. But I mean, looking at Goodwin's win rate, it's thirty nine point five percent, and of forty three games at Aberdeen, he'd, he'd won seventeen. Lost nineteen, you know. Um, goals, goals scored sixty six. Goals conceded sixty one. I mean, it's not earth shattering stuff. Um, so you know, he's got to come in. He's got to try and lift the senior pose. He's got to try and lift the, the younger pose. And in any dressing room, you've got schisms. You've got weekend. You've got two or three wee groups. Uh, you know, and you've got big characters. Charlie will be one of those big characters. Fletcher will be another one. So we're looking at these guys for support as well. And and, and they've got they've got to give them that support. Um, you know. Uh, and, and he is a more experienced character than Fox. I, mean, I, I never, you know, you used to get the stuff with Liam Fox about who's actually picking the team. I, I have no doubt that Liam Fox is picking the team. I don't think there was interference there. Different kettle of fish who was signing the players. That would be director of football, signing players, telling you who's good. But, you know, the actual the setup of the team and all the rest of it would come from from the coach, from the manager. So I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I doubt very much if Jim Goodwin would be coming in and letting someone else pick the team. So Jim Goodwin will be the manager, you know, and I think that's a difference. Whereas Liam Fox was the coach, um, I think Goodwin is the coach, but he's a manager as well. And and there's so much riding on this for him as well. Because you can, as we, we all know these days, how quickly you can go at the game, even as quite a young manager. And he is quite a young manager. You know, you can go at the game very quickly. A couple of bad um, gigs at, at clubs and, and, and your career can go into a tailspin. So there's loads riding on this for Jim Goodwin. And he'll be well, well aware of that. Well, I hope the... Uh... Hope the American public is this one going out on American TV? It's another one of these late kickoffs. <laughs> anyway, I hope I hope they know what they're getting served up. An absolute 
an absolute cinch premiership treat for them on uh, on Saturday night and in the ground. I thought it's just it's it's one of the games of the season for a whole for a whole variety of reasons. And seeing uh, seeing the United team sheet, I mean, it's going to be that's that will reveal so much as well. So no, no, it's it's going to be huge on on Saturday and. Your homework before uh, before next week's podcast, Jim, is to get yourself on the phone to, to Liam Fox and Jack Ross. I think we, we need to, we need a couple more need a couple more for next week. Eh? <laughs> Let's uh, I'll get them on. Cheer Dundee United fans up by starting to speak about Dundee, Sean. Now uh, you are you're starting to be the you're st- we'll give you <laughs> give you your due here, Sean. Your uh, your pessimism appears to be very well founded as far as Dundee's concerned. And to, I mean, I've never been, I've never been convinced by the road that uh, Gary Boyer was travelling, and I, I think my my optimism for Dundee, and probably still just about my optimism for Dundee, has purely been based on the fact that I think it's an atrocious standard of league, and this is the this is the easiest, or should be the easiest season to get out of it that there's been that I can remember for. A long, long time. So that that is the basis of my optimism for Dundee, and I still think, I still think they'll probably sort themselves out in the nick of time. It might end up, might not be last kick of the ball, but it could be a sort of Kamarnaka last season when it, it it goes. It's certainly looking that way. They're not going to win it by what what I think would have been the spread bet and what should have been the benchmark for them. They should have been winning this by seven, eight, double figures. That sort of that sort of distance. This should have been that type of season for them especially with, with being backed in in January as well so but here we are and now by all accounts well I'm not not by all accounts using using Gary Boyer's own words an atrocious performance against Partick Thistle and these these games are so important these so symbolic we can all remember promotion campaigns of successful ones where you win your game in hand the midweeker oh, yeah. nobody else Massive. is playing you win it and it changes the story, and it's changed the story, all right. And now Dundee, it's big. It's all of a sudden you're looking around thinking, "What the hell is 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 Boyer the man to see this job through?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're, we're we're certainly getting to that point of the season, aren't we? Our, our, our chairman and owner are getting the yips. Oh, John yeah, Nelson, he'll be he'll be he'll not be sleeping at night again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean you're right though. Uh, I mean when you when you think about a team that that goes on to win a league, you know these are these are moments where they they, they tend not to wobble. They grasp them, you know, don't they? They, they? they grasp yeah, them. Yeah, they do. They go out and they, and that's this is where they where they drive home their advantage and where they really streak ahead and and show themselves to be champions. You know, and 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 yeah, we didn't see that um, from Dundee. And I mean this has kind of been what I've what I've been getting at with Dundee for. Most of the season, I think I just I, I don't I don't I haven't seen that killer instinct in them, uh, and uh, yet again here we are we're in a position where they, they had a great opportunity to go and <sighs> to go and show what they're all about if they if they want to be about that if they want to be about winning leagues then it's on them to go and to go and take advantage of the opportunities in front of them but they haven't um, again. Um, and I, I, I've just been disappointed by Dundee on that front for for uh, an awfully long time. It feels like um, th- there's been nothing in the way of consistency really um, this season from them. 
bar you know very small spells, but uh, they haven't been able to put any you know lengthy run together. Um, they've, they, to the, I mean, to their credit, and actually, it's, I'm saying to their credit, it's probably more, as you say, uh, illustrative of the fact that the, the championship's been quite a sort of bitty league um, so far this season. Everybody kind of nicking points off each other, and nobody's really taking control of it. Um, and for that reason, Dundee have sort of hung hung around at the top um, within within you know touching distance of the of the top of the league. And I mean, you know, they still are, to be fair. Uh, but they've but they've never gone and seized it, and and that to me has been their their, their major failing of the season. And uh, I mean, I, I'm not even a Dundee supporter, and I'm frustrated by it. So I can only imagine how 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 difficult it must be for Dundee supporters to to watch that, and 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 off the back of their own manager saying it was an atrocious performance as well. It just I mean, where, where do you go from there? Um, because you really are at the business end of the season now. Uh, and as we've said with United, you know, there's, there's really no wiggle room with regards to the squad or anything like that. What you've got is what you've got. Um, so it, it, it's it's going to need to come from what they've already got. And they're going to need to dig deep inside themselves and find some sort of ability to go and get take control of matches and put points on the board. Because up to now, they've just they've been far too inconsistent with it. Um and inconsistent in a way that 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 will ensure if it continues that they don't win that league. Yeah, I haven't seen them in the in the flesh for a for a while. Um, but anytime I've seen them on the on the TV games, I've been you know, maybe it's coincidence, but you know I've been wholly underwhelmed by them, Jim. And I th- I think I looked at the team lines again. I, I, all of a sudden, maybe it's just the circumstances. You look at the team and you think, oh, "How many boys can I hang my hat on out of these?" Because he's, he's there's a lot of unproven guys, you know, brought in on, on loan and whatnot from from down south, and guys that I'm, you know, I'm suddenly looking at them with 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 different eyes. But I think it's a theme we've come back to, or I've I've probably come back to it more often than not. But and I'm not. It's not actually specific to. The central, the central midfield holding role, but I think it's emblematic of a problem that Dundee find themselves in, and my doubts I have over Gary Boyer that somebody like Sean Byrne is effectively being frozen out, not even on the bench these days. You know he's fit, he can play, and Gary Boyer isn't using him. Now, if you're going to do that, you really need to a the guys you brought in need to be doing the job and I just think it it, it shines a light from it, it raises, I don't know what the best metaphor is, it's raising alarm bells with me that, that that's happening at Dens and um, you know you can picture, you can you can go inside dressing rooms and this is and he's absolutely, he's gone for them after that performance, there's potential for this going horribly wrong now isn't there Jim? Well, I, th- that's the danger, <coughs> Eric. I mean, I thought, you know, although last Saturday's my courier call was mainly about... United I mean, am I alone? Sorry, Jim. Am I alone in being baffled by the whole Sean Byrne thing? Absolutely <coughs> baffled by no, it. No, I mean, it's... You know, this I, is... A, I mean, this is you, you only have so many sort of tried and tested course and distance performers, which he is one of them. You know, the when championship. He, well, you can when have your came... arguments about whether he, whether he, it's a premiership and all the rest of it. But this is a guy that knows how to get a team out, you know, to play very well in the championship. 
Yeah, and, and when he came in last time around, remember there was that, that wee hiatus. Oh, that round about that cheer, uh, it was about the yeah, largest uh, cheer uh, that, there's been at right, Dens you know, this uh, season. Uh, uh, and did very well, and has disappeared again. Now, to the best of my knowledge, he's, he's no injured, there's nothing, no, he's not, there's he's not, there's nothing mysterious going on. So, uh, it, oh, fairly obviously, Gary Boyer doesn't doesn't fancy him. Now, that's fine if you're going to... In, um, one of your games, one of your matches, but Dundee are not. Uh, and there's, I mean, you know, a Roma McCall at the weekend, Patrick Thistle, you know, a win at Inverness, which they'd done, you know, they'd beaten Inverness previously, would be handsome and set up nicely for a team on the fringes of the promotion race. All of a sudden, Patrick are not on the fringes of that promotion race anymore. Um, and you're starting to look at this as, as the season kind of, you know, starts to, as Sean puts their head towards the business end, and you're looking at Dundee, four points adrift, but look behind them, and you've got, you know, you've got Ayr, Morton, and Partick Thistle, all within three points of them, and two of those clubs, Ayr and Morton, with a game in hand over them. So, Suddenly, you're looking at you know. I didn't think Queens Park would have the the depth of squad to take them all away, but Sean puts it in this league. Everybody's nipping points. You're nipping points off each other and all the rest of it. So you know, this will go to the wire, I think. But given the size of and the depth of the squad that Dundee had, and then they brought in, you know, they, they seem to add substantially to the striking department lot, during the yeah. window. Dundee should have been well in command. Of this league, they are a bigger club by a long way than anyone else in this league, and you kind of sometimes wonder: is that part and parcel of the problem? Big club, good wages. I mean, they'll be—I would imagine—they'll be the best-paid club in that league by a fair way. Um, great training facilities down there at Dundee College and all the rest of it. You know that big-time kind of big-time feel. Do some of them take it too easily for granted? I, I don't know because at the moment, you know, when you've got the, when you've got your manager coming out and slaughtering you, um, you know, with a dreadful performance against Park. I'm not knocking Park. They're decent side and they've they've, they've recovered very well under uh, it's Doolan that's in charge, uh, Chris Doolan. You know, but now to have kind of you know to have lost that, to have only drawn it against Inverness on Saturday, to have lost at Morton. You know, that, that, that is not, you know, one point from nine is not the, um, it just doesn't have the imprimatur of champions uh, about it. And it's just, you know, my view, Eric, I'm the same as you. My, the championship is a hard watch. It's a hard watch. It's a hard league to be in. Um, it's not pretty. There's no money in it. It's just Dundee don't want to be there. You know, United don't want to be there, and it could be heading there. You do not want to be in the championship. I mean, not, you know, no disrespect to teams that are there, but if you're a big club and you have all the accoutrements and uh, you know of a big club about you, which Dundee still do, you do not want to be in that championship. And they should have been doing so much better that, than they are doing. And that's that's, that's a combination of the, the manager and the players. And this weekend, Sean, good grief! If there's a fixture that uh, could really take. A manager in a dangerous territory. It's it's a way to one of the teams you're expected to be whipping, isn't it? And it's and it's Paul Hartley. It's uh, you know away to Cove. Is that putting a shiver down your spine? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Why not? Um, yeah, it's. It, I mean, we're just we're at that point of the season anyway. Where, as I said, with business end, everything's important, everything's meaningful. So there's, there's no such thing as, you know, when you're when you're in a position like Dundee's, you're four points off the top. You want to be winning the league. You're in danger of getting sucked back into the pack behind you. Every single game's got this edge to it, um, and it, it certainly is a, an added factor that the that it's Paul Hartley, former Dundee manager, obviously. Um, 
and you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that sit here and say that Paul Hartley is a vindictive man, but uh, I'm sure he'd love to beat Dundee uh, and <laughs> deny them promotion. Um, so yeah, uh, there'll, there'll be a wee, there'll be a wee edge to it, but it, it really, really is. I mean, how many times can we say it? You know, it's time for Dundee to really get a grip of their season. And we've said it every week for the last, I feel like I've said this every week for, for probably God knows how, how long, months. Um, and, it, and it never just quite seems to happen. Um, it's, it's, it's one result and then oh, we'll fall away and have a few without a win. And it, it's, it's uh, the fact that they're still in touch at the top of the league is remarkable to me because it, it hasn't been... Oh, they're so lucky. That they're sort so of lucky. season, yeah. They really yeah. are. They really are. And, you know, I think when it gets to the end of it, I think Dundee will have, Dundee, John Nelms and their owners will have to review this in the round and think, you know, even if even if they scrape up, you know, has this has this been good enough? You know, so well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a debate for another time. But, right, okay, well, it's a wee bit easier with, with, with Saints, Jim. I think they're probably... The, they're probably drifting into that no man's land I've talked about before. They're going to need a they're going to need a couple of wins quickly, aren't they? If they're going to give themselves a chance of making top six and probably what probably one or one more and then a draw to to make themselves to make themselves safe. So it's they're kind of coming at the. They're not one thing I was thinking about Saints was they've done they've done pretty well against the teams. Around them, but since they could really do with one of those, what do they call it? Statement wins, you know, mm-hmm. that would really mm-hmm. could really flip the whole thing. And if they go to Tynecastle and win, that would certainly do the job, wouldn't it? On that front, certainly. Well, they were close. I mean, it was three two, wasn't it? The last time yeah, they well, met the, two, the, the two, last was... two games have been three two against Hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's Tynecastle right. So I mean, <clears throat> you know, they, they've got that capability. They're just you, you look at Saints now, and it's been kind of transformational, hasn't it? You know, they're sitting there now. 11 points clear of, of United at the bottom of the league, albeit you know, you know, a game in hand. That, that's almost neither there, frankly. You know. But sitting there in, in, in eighth position, um, you know, it, it, it's doable. There are only four, four adrift of, of, of Aberdeen, who are six at the minute. I mean, there'll be a lot of twists and turns between now and, and uh, or a few twists and turns between now and the split, you know. But um, they're safe, Eric. I think that's the key thing. I mean, there was, there was a stage, you know, uh, this season where lots of us were starting to wonder gee was you know the wheels are off the wagon here a team that won the double not that long ago and you know that the wheels are off the wagon where are they going but you look at them now and you think either safe you know I mean there's no way they're going to get sucked in to that relegation battle so there, there's an outside chance um, of, of the top six wouldn't be any stronger than that at the moment but I think there's more than anything there's a sense of relief and I think that relief is bringing relaxation to their play you know, I mean, I, the, I mean, the last time I saw them in the flesh was at Tannadice, and, and I thought it was a masterclass performance that day in every respect. You know, the, the energy and the tempo in the midfield. Stevie May led the line brilliantly. You know, actually, it, it's quite intriguing when you see the way Stevie May leads the line and you look at the way Stephen Fletcher doesn't at Tannadice, you know, um, in terms of the service that he gets and all the rest of it, um, and, and the way he holds the ball up, brings people into play, and, and you know, and, and, and finishes as well. So I think Saints... Um, 
Saints' trajectory is, is, is certainly upwards. It's not downwards. Uh, and if it's not kind of massively upwards, at least it, it's on an equilibrium at the minute. And it'll be a case, I think, of them kind of looking ahead now, planning for next season, thinking about the squad, you know, who do they pair, who do they bring in. Um, so it, 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 it's a... It's a better time than it was just a wee while back to be a Saints fan. And, um, you know, we're a bit of luck they're kind of going to be forcing their way up. But, I mean, the Hearts one, I think, will be very interesting because you say it's been really close in the last couple of times they've met. But just Saints just look at the moment to me to be solid. I like Matthews and goal. He's, you know, I mean, it was always going to be, a, a, a you know, a tough act to... Um, to you know, to follow Big Xander, but he's he's done it brilliantly. You know, his handling's good. He's quick off the line. He's he's a combative keeper. He's a you know he's a, he's an athletic keeper. Um, there's lots of things to like uh, about him. And, and in terms of the system they play, you know, you, you look around. I mean, the, the central defensive positions are good. They're not the quickest in the world either. You know, but uh, Gordon and Considine in there, and you know, uh, right in the, the right back row. There's just a lot to like about the sides. And, and uh, you know, I, I get fed up here. In the energy of the, the midfield with uh, McPherson and Phillips and all the rest of it. But Nicky Clark, I still think, has been a great signing for them. You know, I think he's partnered so well with Stevie May. He's brought intelligence, he's brought attitude, aptitude, he's brought everything um, to the squad. And and I think the other thing is there's 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 depth. There's depth in the squad. You know, look at the Blair, the the the, the, uh, the, the bench from Saturday. You know, with Murphy and Kerry and and Bear and Rudden and and Wotherspoon. It's a, and, and and Brown. It's a strong. It's a strong bench. You know. So I mean, Saints of of the three full time big clubs, if you want, in, in our neck of the woods, um, they're in a great position. I think. You know, they're in a very well, a much better position than it looked some time back. I kind of feel a bit guilty, Sean, writing about them just now with all the with all the carnage at. Uh, <laughs> Tannadice and, uh, and possibly cases. coming, and possibly coming to Dens. It's like you know, you know, the last thing we need, last thing we needed was Saints getting tipped into another crisis as well. But I suppose we had, I had all that last year, so I'll not feel, I'll not feel, I'll not too guilty. I think it's a real. I mean, it's obviously a real shame. The Dan, I mean, I don't think it's a red card, but we'll not, we'll not go back over it. You know, it's he is going to be, he is going to miss the, the Hearts game. I mean, six weeks ago, you wouldn't have said, you know, Dan Phillips drops out the team and it's an absolute, it's a big, big blow to the St. Johnston team, but that's the credit to him and Wade McPherson's played beside him. I think it's a real shame because, and I didn't want to, I've never really focused too heavily on the Saints pitch, but I, the more I think about it and the more I watch it and the more I listen to opposition managers after they've played there, and you just see the flow of the games, it's a huge, huge reason. It's a huge reason that Saints form is better away from home than it is at home so well we've you've seen them even in recent weeks if you think about them uh well at Tannadice for instance that, that much I mean I mean I'm not saying that St Johnson dominated possession far from it but when they when they got the ball down the and played they had a few really that, yeah. really decent passing moves Absolutely. in that match and they can do that but that pitch at McDermott Park is 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 shocking absolutely shocking you just, it really you, is. It affects when a pitch affects your game plan and how you can play it. Then that's when it's it's in the really bad. And we've heard that. I don't want to hopefully get started this summer, but you know I can hear Steve Lomas's words ringing in my ear after every game. You know Tommy Wright at certain stage, Derry McInnes. You know this is this is this is nothing new, and it and it and it totally affects the level of performance. No doubt about it. So Saints, from that perspective, Saints will enjoy going to Tyne Castle. Um, I'm intrigued to see what he does do in terms of 
mixing, you know, replacing Phillips, whether it's like for like or he, he goes to he goes to the, a four again. Um, we, we shall see. But it's you know, Hearts they're very strong at home, aren't they? They are very, very, very strong at home. Although the their the last performance a fortnight ago at Mother was 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 awful, wasn't it? Again, which probably doesn't play in the Saints' hands either. But it's ah, it's, a, it's a shame Phillips isn't isn't in there for this one because I could have seen him and McPherson enjoying Tyne Castle. Yes, uh, I, I agree. And and the more they play together, the more comfortable with each other they're going to get, and and with the guys around them as well. So uh, it's a shame um, because I think the the signs uh, that were that were seeing as they as they get more used to each other are, are positive. Um, uh, I, I, McPherson, I think, has come come right onto a game. Um, I mean, he came in up at Aberdeen. That was a game that I worked at. I think you were off. Uh, but they lost 1-0. It wasn't a great performance at all. It was poor. But he, he came in and, and was really decent, I thought, in that game. And since then, I think he's just he's, he's, he's been good. He's found his feet. And I think you watch him in the last couple of games, he's, he's picking out some great passes. Um, short, and executing them as well, yeah, yeah, executing them too. So fair play to him. And then um, Dan Phillips obviously is, is uses his body really well. He's strong, um, keeps the ball, recycles it. Uh, so yeah, he's going to be another one that's uh, that's a big mess, physical as well, uh, which has obviously got him in trouble. Um, I, I can see why it was why it was given uh, after the ref went and had another look at it because it's uh, it was pretty ugly in, in replay. And still, uh, and that's, maybe that's maybe not yes. the whole. Yeah, when you when no, you but I mean that his his leg properly bent over. Oh, yeah, and that stuff bit like of that. It. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, so when he saw that, I can see why he went. Oh dear, uh, and and gave him the red. I mean, there was obviously no no nasty intent in it, but it, it looked bad. Um, so yeah, there we go. Um, so it's a shame. Aye, definitely. Uh, and I'm I'm genuinely unsure what he does with the midfield now, uh, with Phillips being out. Um, there we go. Is McGowan fit? Well, we'll find. I'll, 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 I'll I'll I will find be finding out, that out soon. Yes, okay. but I, I just, yeah, it wouldn't be if he was. There's been a few. It's been a gap of a fair few weeks now, so I would. I would doubt if, if you wouldn't mind it, would you? Normal. If he was fit, you'd just have him in there clattering about and and you know just sort of being busy and destructive. But not that he's got a bit more to him than that, obviously. But you know, they can he can do that. I think if he was going with the same system. You'd be tempted to just drop Halberg back and maybe. Put, I think the fans would want to see. The, let's get Wotherspoon back in ahead of Kerry. I think that's probably that would probably be the the choice. But so that wouldn't be. I wouldn't be averse to that. Although it's you know Halberg, he he does he can do it. He doesn't do it for as long. You know he does seem to to gas away, but doesn't he? You know if he if he's asked to do that, maybe maybe not latterly. Actually, the last few weeks he's he's you know he's lasted the pace. Pretty well, so I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be averse to to Halberg dropping back of it and uh, and Spoony coming in would be would probably be my choice, but yeah, we should, no, I wouldn't be averse to going to the four again actually and bringing McLennan in. So yeah, we, we shall see, we shall see. All right, well, guys, well, I knew we'd I knew we'd run over time this week, mm. uh, and uh, I dare say we probably <laughs> I think next week's is going to be another. Uh, Another interesting one for United. Yeah. Let's let's hope for Dundee fans. It's not quite as interesting for them because oh dear me, they don't need to they don't need to lose up in Cove or drop points up in Cove, do they? And we're we're in full on crisis mode if that happens. Mm-hmm. But anyway, thank you guys. 
And thank you once more for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.